Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy, crime, LGBT, thriller. You have now entered the House of Mystery. With your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and our on KCB 106.5 FM Los Angeles, 102.3 FM Riverside, and 1050 AM Palm Springs. Okay, welcome back into the House of Mystery. We're at the interview part of the show. Uh, joining us today, we have an author whose uh, new book is called Pruning a Psychopath, Mindscape Book One. A.J. Jameson, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Alan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're in the chair. So what? What's? How, how did you uh, decide that you're going to write? Like, what? What made you actually make go into writing and actually putting it out there for people? Um, I f- I first started writing seriously about ten years ago, and it was after finishing a book, uh, The Hunger Games, by Suzanne Collins. Uh, I remember putting that book down and saying, okay, this, this is what I want to do. I want to recreate the experience that I had reading this book and do it basically full time. And again, that's what I've been striving for the entire time. And uh, from there, a, a little story for back when I first started, I was going to a tech school with Daddy Stevens and I had this laptop that was a gaming laptop, a big 17 inch laptop that was missing the i key and i remember it's just it's a little kind of like a rubbery nipple is what was left of the i key and so i had to push down very hard uh for it to actuate and so i would go to, to the library at seven o'clock at uh, tech school so the library was like a ghost town maybe two people there and it stayed till closing till 10 and just hammering on this i key because it's so frequently used to write my first novel, which will 
never see the light of day. <laughs> As I thought, you know, back then, you had these big dreams as a first starting novelist that is going to be number one New York best time selling. But that's, and it, it was, it was a great time writing it, but it was, it'll, it'll stay closed up in the, in the archives. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, that's common. I mean, to look back at your writing and not necessarily, it, it doesn't turn out necessarily as good as you hoped it would, or when you, you know, as you go through your, your life, you look back at things and, um, but, you know, you could always do a new version. Yeah, yeah. That would need an entire revamp. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, so this uh, Pruding a Psychopath, um, mm -hmm. let's get into that book. So where, where did that come from for you? Uh, the idea yeah. came from watching Mindhunters on Netflix and just getting enthralled with the, uh, the digging into the background of what makes a person basically turn into a psychopath or commit psychopathic acts. And from there, uh, I watched the Ted Bundy tapes. Um, started watching interviews with Ed Kemper, uh, Elaine Warren, and I was just, I was just blown away by it. And I wanted to take, put my own spin on it and try to figure out what would cause a person to do this and what would it be like actually inside the person's mind. Wow. So, so let's, let's, let's dig that a little deeper. So when you say that, um, so Mindhunters is what's on Netflix, I believe two seasons, and it's really about the profilers of the FBI and kind of how they, um, how they would put together information on serial killers and that. Um, so how did you attack that? Like, where did you, where did you come from? Did you decide to take a character create a character amongst all of these other killers that you've watched watched the show about or what where did the characters come from in this the so the, the characters the actual like i don't want to really dig too much into who the right who the character is or who the psychopath is in the in the novel because i kind of i toe a line okay. to try to create a suspense right to figure out who it, who it is but um, I basically, I made the landscape, I based it off of, of how the mind works. So in the prefrontal cortex, you have problem solving, emotional understanding. In the parietal lobe, you have sensation reading, uh, process of touch and information. So for each lobe, the, the landscape changes. So in, in the parietal lobe, they lose their sense of direction. In the occipital lobe, they experience hallucinations. And by them, it's a, a team of psychologists who enter the mind through the frontal lobe because it, it will make the most sense to, um, to kind of ground and anchor the, the whole experience of going into a person's mind. Mm -hmm. And I have them going through the different landscapes. And then the psychopath on the psychopathic end, there's a, a darkness that is festering throughout the landscape. And the team is there to eradicate the darkness and inject a stem cell serum into the amygdala to pr promote new growth. Because on um, fMRI imaging scans, psychopaths have shown that their amygdalas are smaller than a, a normal person's. So this, this is kind of like just where the ideas came from. 
and so, um, the actual characters that go into it, right? They're 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 based on some of them are based on 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 people I meet, and some of them are kind of archetypes that are more fleshed out. So for one, there's a um, an intern. She's she's on her internship, and she's fresh out of college. Out of um, she's a psychology major. Uh, another one is in the field of psychiatry, and she's the team lead. Uh, another one is the protagonist. He is able to manipulate minds. So there's a a bit of uh, supernatural weaved in to the narrative, and he is he's able to basically cut through the minds. Um, with a, a machete, this is like tool, and and change them to try to to come to an end where the psychopath's mind is uh, more aligned with the like a normal person's mind. So they're trying to just delete the the darkness that equates the the psychopath being a psychopath. Kind of like journey to the center of the earth, but journey to the center of the brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, it's an old movie. You might not know it. <laughs> Alan references a lot of very old things. So yeah, I'm very old. I'm ancient. <laughs> ancient. I'm I'm really old. That, just mean, that means you have the the wife's knowledge. Oh yeah, that's it. That's what he likes. Yeah, he's fifty-five anyway. Um. So it's interesting. So now. Uh, so they have a journey basically through the minds and through the mind and and trying to um, achieve uh, you know curing or or making this person normal or better. Um, so was there someone in mind when you did this? Like, did you have some sort of a like with the actual person that you're talking about, the psychopath? Was there kind of a particular crime or something that influenced you? No, not not personally. Um, I, I would say I just drew it from the um, the other psychopaths of the tapes, like the Ted Bunny tapes, and I read a book, Murderous Minds, that uh, dealt with the neuroimaging of the, of the psychopaths, and learned that one percent of the population is supposed to be a psychopath and it's it's difficult to get information i guess from from them because a lot of the subjects that they have readily available are those in prison but there are also psychopaths who could be lawyers or ceos um like a president i was gonna (laughs) that was exactly how i was gonna pipe in even a president right i mean you could be well not all psychopaths are killers too right that they right. won't actually exactly. grow, grow over that, but um, that's interesting. So when you um, who so when you watch tapes, when you watch Ted Bundy and you and Kemper and stuff like that, was there something that that surprised you about these guys uh, when you were listening to them in their own words? Was there certain things that you didn't expect them to say, or certain ways you didn't expect them to be? I I think the biggest thing is the rationalizing of how how they can conceptual conceptualize the the heinous crimes that they committed and 
say that it, it happened because of, of this, like Ed Camper with his mother. And I think that he decapitated her and molested her, her decapitated head. And it goes back to um, the abuse that he suffered from her growing up. And I think the way that they can easily talk about these things without getting worked up or really showing the emotion, because that's everything that they, they've been talking about is kind of crazy. And I feel like a normal person would not be able to just sit there and rationalize it and justify it like they do. And I think that's, that's the most intriguing part. So I, I, I think with the, your concept too, I could be wrong, maybe correct me, but I think um, from what it sounds like, um, you think that psychopaths could be cured. You think that there's a, there's a, a way through to actually make a person better after they've been in this sort of condition and, and been awful. Uh, personally, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if that would be, tr- if that could be a possibility, but I wanted to explore the concept of it. Hmm. And, and one of the themes of this is, is basically man versus nature. So you have the, the team that have concocted a, a serum that they are hoping will fix the mind. And on the other side, you have the psychopath's brain who is doing everything they can to um, resist the, the foreign entity that has entered their mind. And, and that's um, conceptualized as the shaman, I call it. It's kind of like the, the ruler of the, the mindscape. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's a whole. And it would be the team's main antagonist. It's not really. I I I'm I'm more so trying to present the the question as a what if, 
wait if this is going to happen. Wasn't he wearing bullhorns in that capital last week? <laughs> the shaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with this chest painted. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw him. Interesting <laughs> character. Um, wow. So how do you, have you given it to thought that um, – when a person is a, is a serial killer, when they're a psychopath or sociopath, and they've developed into a um, where they're actually killing people or they're on a on a some sort of a frenzy, you know, um, have have you thought about whether that person is born that way, or whether they're developed, or whether there's a such thing as evil that can be, uh, you know, influencing their soul per se. Do you have sort of a breakdown on that idea? Yeah, I I think I, I lean more toward them becoming it through experiences. I don't I don't know if anyone is necessarily born with pure evil, like running through their soul or their veins. I think that it's it's more so the interactions with other people that make it manifest. Maybe they're they have um the ability to become that like uh i know that some uh, mental illnesses people have a, a a trigger like a switch that could be flipped where they may develop a schizophrenia later from uh, like a certain number of stressors but that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll develop it if the stressors never happen so I think it, I think it might be a combination of two. You may have to be born with the potential to have it done or to have that trigger flipped. And then life circumstances or the environment that you grow up in. I have to wonder about why um, two people with, let's say, you know, quite often they'll say serial killer, they're abused by their parents and they've been through a terrible childhood and and uh, there's there's a list of things that, you know, really, it's really not a good situation. But I have to wonder why you can have several people that have been through a very similar situation in their young life, but they don't turn out to be a, a killer or even a, a sociopath. A lot of them turn out to be caring and, and have get married, have kids, and they have a fairly decent uh, life in that sort of way. So what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, it, I think it goes back to like the to the triggering thing. I mean, also with the with the doctors and lawyers, CEOs, they they may have experienced normal lives, but they still have psychopathic tendencies. Hmm. So I'm I'm not sure. I I think that I think the people that turn out to be brutal murderers have those those kinds of experiences that push them to the edge. Or maybe they had it, and people that deal with or have had bad experiences had intervention along the way. Or maybe it is just all um, nature, how a person's born. So who do you have as influences in your writing? I have um, Jeff Vandermeer. It's definitely an, an author that I've recently I've been reading the Southern Trilogy is great. Um, 
Mr. Carey uh, did the girl with all the gifts. Stephen King was one of the first horror writers or authors that I've read. Um, Stephen King, I think I've heard of him. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his first book was first book I read by him was Desperation, and that was at the the tech library. What what's your favorite Stephen King book? Um, I I would say Misery was really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess that's the next question. What was the next question? Who's your number one fan? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not cocaine. <laughs> Somebody's gonna hobble you and, and keep you. Yeah, yeah. She's she's downstairs in the basement watching TV right now. <laughs> there <you go>. Perfect. <laughs> You're all set up. Um, so, what's your idea about writing? Where do you think you want to go? I want to keep exploring the the idea of a, of a mindscape. Uh, I've continued uh, written the second book, the sequel. The pruning a psychopath, and it follows one of the characters on the expedition, one of the survivors, and uh, it's them as the protagonist to deal with another mental disorder. Um, I I think that's that's where I'm currently going. I want to make it a, a trilogy. Hmm. That's an, yeah, that's interesting. So, what's your, what's your what would be your advice to a new writer? You're start. You're fairly new, and and all that. What do you, What do you think? What have you learned? I've learned get the get the ideas out and form a process. I think every writer has a different process. Uh, for me personally, it's it gives characters, create all the characters, flesh them out, uh, create the maps, an outline. I have to outline. Some people write by the seat of the pants. I think whatever makes you more comfortable. Get the ideas out and keep writing so that you have momentum because you'll get better the more you write, the more often you write. And get feedback too. There's a lot of communities out there for indie authors, especially. There's a the Facebook group, I think uh, 20, 20 books to, to 50K. I think, um, I, think I, I joined that group and then that's when I contacted you after that. Was that the... Could be, yeah. I'm, social media site that you... I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good one. There's another one, Critique Circle. It's a website where writers exchange each other's works, give each other inline edits, and they have a, a currency system. So you have to critique, like, I think, three, three other stories before you get post yours for feedback. So I would say get involved, get involved in the communities that are online. Hmm. It's interesting. So uh, one one thing I caught when you said so, some of the uh, characters are from people you you've met, uh, is that is that people you've known really well, or just someone you've seen in a coffee shop or something? It's a a little bit of both. I tend to to write from experiences of, of meeting people. So somebody who has a, a, a boisterous personality and they're very outgoing that that will be they'll fill the shoes of a, of a certain character who 
may have to now travel through a mindscape with a bunch of quiet psych psychologists, basically. And then they're suddenly the, the fish out of water. So I, I try to find people or um, have, the, have the internet is unstable. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll use different characteristics, traits from people I know, and then try to see how they would act in a situation. Hmm. Uh, well, you can always use my character and, and I'll kill a lot of people for you. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I saw that. So, so you, um, do you interview like serial killers too? I've done that. Because I know that you're more involved with the, the nonfiction side of yeah, oh, I'm totally involved in nonfiction. I don't, I don't do any fiction myself. I, I can't quite figure that out yet, um, uh, myself. And uh, and Mike Brown here, he's a, he's a serial killer. He's killed several. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying. Um, anyway, so now, do you uh, do you have a, a website? And, and a place that you like people to come find you or find out about your books um, in particular? Uh, yes, ajjamesonauthor.com. And the socials are the same on Instagram, Twitter. Okay. We'll run that on our, our website as well so people listening can do one click and, and uh, find you, you know. Um, Hey, so, you know, with this last year, has this last year influenced your writing or your thoughts on how you're going to write? Uh, like you're saying, you're doing a new book now um, or second part to this. Um, do you think it's changed how you how you write? Yes. Yeah, I think it's I think we're at a, a point now with, with all the writing, Black Lives Matter, the Capitol, um, the pandemic. Think that people are going to look forward to more hopeful books, something that will shed light on the situation. At least that's my my personal perspective. Um, I when I was writing, printing a psychopath, I was kind of in a, a like a darker area myself. So I think with with everything going in on on in the world, that people would more so want something to uplift their spirits. And I think that's that's going to influence my writing, too. Currently, huh? So you'll make it more positive. You'll probably go brighter than more than let's say getting darker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, the dark. I think uh, printing a psychopath is probably one of the darkest books I've written. How does your family feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they they love it. <laughs> Yeah, my, my mom my mom gave me uh, positive feedback but that's a mother's love you know yeah well I was just wondering if she locks your doors now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and her front door her bedroom door all the yeah doors. I was gonna say you know I you know um, well that's interesting well, um, it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you it's a good little uh, brief on people um, your book is pruning a psychopath and it's mindscape book one our guest has been aj jameson um thank you for coming on the show thanks for having me Alan. 
To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.